Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question. Hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalban. For the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred in January... First things first. Apologies for the later than normal upload. Work has been getting in the way a bit, but I will try to do better in the future. Who is James Bedford? This was the question I found myself asking after searching for topics to cover in today's episode. Where previously I had a list of topics that I pulled from, with the new year a new list needs to be made, and I once again find myself researching at the last minute in order to fulfill the weekly episode quota that I have established for myself, and in doing so, came across an unusual story. Unusual because of the science fiction nature of it. Allow me to explain. Dr. James Hiram Bedford was born April 20th, 1893, and aside from a few miscellaneous details about his life, that's about all I could really find in my many minutes of research. What little I do know about the man is that he was married, had a son, and was an adventurous traveler. He was also a psychology professor for the University of California and was liked by his students and colleagues. Dr. Bedford was also suffering from cancer. The cancer, in a time where early detection was not really a thing, started in his kidneys and eventually made its way into his lungs. With a terminal illness in the 1960s, what was there to do? The year was 1967, and on this day, January 12th, Dr. James Bedford became the first person to be preserved by being cryogenically frozen hours after his death. So I know what you're asking me. What is cryogenic freezing? To put it simply, it's a freezing process that uses really, really low temperatures in order to preserve the thing being frozen. Remember the movie Austin Powers? In the movie, Austin gets frozen so that he can be thought out should the evil of Dr. Evil ever return. This, of course, happens, and as Austin is the only one capable of stopping him, he is retrieved. If you don't remember, or don't want to use that particular reference, just think of Walt Disney's head. Allegedly. And while the process works in sci-fi, we aren't really sure if it will work in the quote-unquote real-world California. So what made Bedford do it? According to the website History of Yesterday, after reading a book on the subject of being preserved, Bedford made the decision in order to eventually share his vast knowledge in psychology. He betted on there being a cure for his cancer in the future, and so he set aside $100,000 to be donated to the field of cryogenics and its research. He also wrote into his will that he wished to be frozen. And then he passed away on June 12, 1967. His wife fought for the money but ultimately lost, and it was because of this that the hibernation was able to continue. Robert Prihoda and Dante Brunel 
The two scientists tasked with preserving Bedford were thrilled that someone was donating their body to science in order to attempt this. The first step in the process was injecting a medical-grade antifreeze into the body of the now-deceased Bedford. This was done while also pumping oxygen into the brain in order to ensure that the damage would be minimized. They then placed the body in a capsule with dry ice and sealed it before placing it into liquid nitrogen. And there it sat for two years before being moved to a new facility in Phoenix, Arizona, and then once again to California. The body moved again eight years later, and this part was a little confusing to me. His wife and son wanted him to be thawed and interred somewhere, but at one point after exhausting the money set aside for storage, his son moved him to a storage unit and periodically would fill the capsule with new liquid nitrogen himself. So, I don't really know. The body would move a final time to its current resting place with the Alcor Life Extension Foundation, but the question of how well it had been preserved started to plant itself in the minds of those in charge, and the body was examined in 1991. What I find interesting is that the body was preserved in a sleeping bag. They opened the cryogenic doer, or pod, and removed the body, submerging it into a pool of liquid nitrogen. This was done to ensure that the body did not thaw, but as a side effect, it also limited the amount of methods that could be used for examination. The Alcor website, which I will link below, gives a detailed description of the examination, but what it comes down to is that the upper body, neck, and arms were discolored, as one would expect. His nose had been flattened by dry ice, and because of the temperature fluctuations, the skin of his chest had begun to crack. Now, this is despite his body never reaching above freezing. According to Alcor, Bedford is not currently legally alive, but neither is he dead. While technology has improved in terms of cryogenics, it's unsure of if and in what state Dr. Bedford will ever return to. Over 300 people have undergone a similar procedure, though, so it will be interesting to see what the future holds for them. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.